Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine and may God bless you all. I'd like to just thank you for subscribing, liking and share. We're available on this website. Feel free to access us on Amazon, Apple and Spotify podcast as well. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7 and I'll be reading it from the King James Version. Heavenly Father, I'd just like to come and thank you for the presence that you have in this devotion today, the word that you have given us today. I ask you to bless the listener, bless the work of their hands, bless their families, bless that th- bless those that they impact with this word today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into this place. You are an awesome, mighty helper, comforter, a teacher, intercessor. We thank you for your presence in our lives, walking us through our transformations as we seek alignment as we seek to manifest the presence of God in our hearts and spirits. Oh God, we thank you for the gift of Christ. We thank you for the ultimate love and sacrifice he has shown us. The ultimate love that allowed us to see you and be in your glory again. We are free from sin. The blood of Christ speaks. The blood of Christ is 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 a seal of the covenant that we have between you and us, O oh God. And so we thank you that you have given us the gift of eternal life. The eternal life that shows us that we are not going to be afraid of death. We're not going to be afraid of the grave. We're not going to be afraid of the enemy. We're not going to be afraid of sin. We conquer them in the mighty name of Jesus. As the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, may this word let our spirits receive it, let our spirits, uh, um, you know, manifest it and so that we make it flesh in our lives and we can actually practice it every day so that we can experience your glory. I ask all this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, whom I serve. Amen. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. You know, listening to this proverb is very humbling because, you know, God blessed Solomon with wisdom. And in his wisdom, he wrote out all these principles regarding life. And I believe the book of Proverbs is literally a guide for us as humanity and shows us consequences to decisions and actions that we make. And in this proverb, we learn that we should be serving the Lord. We should be looking to please the Lord. We should be looking to focus on God and not focus on what man has and what and not focus on what the world has. It's very important to realize that God is the final say. God is the controller of everything. Yes, we do have free will because he loves us enough to give us a platform where we can receive information, think it through, receive understanding and guidance, and then make a decision. But we also have to learn that every decision we make has its surrounding consequences, not just to ourselves, but the people we associate ourselves with. And so sometimes when we Uh, go through adversities in life, when we go through challenges in life, we focus on the problem. And God says, stop focusing on the problem and focus on me. Because there's sometimes where problems are just too overwhelming and too big and too superior for our capabilities to handle. Sometimes we say, I've got this. I'm in control. I know what's been happening. But God is saying, don't look at the problem. Look at me. 
Look at your chronicles of how me and you relate, our fellowship, our relationship. Because the Lord that we serve is mighty. The Lord that we serve is a Lord of hosts. The Lord that we serve is the King of kings. The Lord that we serve died for our sins and paid the price. He has all power, all authority, and all dominion. God heals. God loves. God avenges. God blesses. God ordains. God anoints. God graces. And God has mercy. And the most important thing is God has love. So when our problems are too big for us, even when they're too small, why not focus on God? Because in our ways with God, in our relationship and journey with God, God steps in for us. God stands in for us. And he steps in and takes away the problem. He says, run to me for I am that strong tower. And in my presence, not even your enemies can last. They cannot. God is light, light that shines out of darkness. So if I'm having a problem with someone or if I'm having an issue, why not turn to God who I know would not even take him minutes or seconds to sort out that problem? Because what God does is he takes over your burden. You know, we always say we're yoked to people, we're yoked to situations, and we limit ourselves because we're yoked to the familiar earthly surroundings, yet we should be yoked to Christ. He says, yoke unto me because my I will give you rest. My yoke is easy because he takes your problems, he takes your pain, he takes your shame, he takes everything. And that's why he should also take the glory. And so when you please God, when you're obedient to God, when you focus on God, God who created man, God who has turned hearts of stone into flesh, God who stopped a donkey when the prophet was on his way to cast the people of Israel is the same God who can turn your enemies to have peace with you. And it will take nothing from you. It will take no energy from you. It will take no form of thinking for you. There's a song by Victoria Orenze that is very catchy and it's very lovely, but it's a chant, yet it's so powerful. It says, I got God the Father, I got God the Son, I got God the Holy Spirit. Three of them joined. I have backing and I know they work well. I know they work alone. If you have the Trinity on your side, as it says in the word, if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who can be against you? Yes, we know the enemy wants to attack, but when he knows God is on your side, when he knows God stands in front of you to defend you, he's not going to do anything. He can't even say anything. One, because victory is already established. Two, he knows that he's dealing with the creator himself. So we have a mandate as Christians, those who follow God, to seek a relationship with him and not just look of ways of dealing with the enemy or look at ways of dealing with the problem. Sometimes we need to receive the wisdom of God in order to handle that problem. And the way we handle it even allows the aggressors to retreat. But it takes us having the humility to be broken and to be repentant and to be open and say, God, this is it for me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'm angry. I'm emotional. But I want you to step in and guide. 
be that guider, be that director, show me where to go so that you can make my my paths clear and I can get the solution to this issue. Or if there's an aggressor, that they will leave me in peace. And God does protect his own. God does protect his own. Look at what he did to Paul and Silas. They were jailed and at midnight they sang in praise and prayers and an earthquake came. It said when God moves, um, moves the earth shakes, you know. This is um, Saul. Saul was, was, was jealous of David, was keen to, to have him killed. But Saul ended up getting the enemy attack him instead. And David, because he was a man after God's own heart, was protected. Look at Esther. Esther had the favor of the king. Despite the plans and the plots of Haman the Agag and his wife, when you belong to God, when you're a child of God, when you're the son of the living God, you are protected. And so turn to God, call out on his name, let him embrace you and receive him entirely with your mind, body and spirit. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust him. Allow him to guide you. There's, it's, not, it's not just a normal guide. It's not a human being who will guide you. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that led the Israelites while they were in the desert. The Holy Spirit that parted the Red Sea. The Holy Spirit that was fire at night and clouds by day. The Holy Spirit that came to the disciples and filled them up and they went forth spreading the word of God. The Holy Spirit that was with Jesus himself. The Holy Spirit that took Christ from hell and raised him up and he was resurrected. This is who is going to guide you. Won't you want the Father of Spirits to be your guide? And when they move, they make you have peace. When they move, they make your enemies have peace with you. Three in one. Who's your backing? How well do you know them? How willing are you to receive them?